is Saturday Vibes, and I am your host, Shay. Hello, Saturday Vibe listeners. I am so, so, so sorry that I haven't uploaded a podcast in two to three weeks. I have been extremely busy. Uh, started my new company, well, the new job that I work at, um, and started school again. And, you know, I just got sick and I'm starting to feel better. Alhamdulillah, thank God. And, you know, it hasn't been how I thought it was going to be, you know. It's not easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But I am very excited to get back into work, uh, record podcasts, talk to people. I would love if people, you know, continue to recommend topics. Absolutely love it. I have two recommendations that people sent to me. And I am working on that. And I'm pepper, peppering, peppering, peppering. I'm peppering, guys. Putting some pepper on them. But I'm preparing uh, a nice podcast for you guys on those of, on both those topics. I don't know, guys. I'm not speaking perfectly today. I just got over the flu, or I'm still getting over the flu, um, especially with my kiddos in therapy. They have been sick. And yes, we do all wear masks, which is very good, but still, it's kids. What can I say? Just a heads up, I am so sorry if I sound different or, you know, I sneeze or cough. I'm, like I said, I'm still getting over this flu. But today, I wanted to talk about the social norms in Arab culture, okay? So specifically Arab culture due to the fact that what, what road I have taken in my life is considered taboo and what road other women or other men have taken in their life will be considered taboo, right? But here in America, they look at you like, oh, this is normal. Yeah, to you guys, it's normal. To us, it's not. As I am a 27-year-old female, I feel like I have gone through so much in life so far. And I'll talk about other topics and uh gracie just walked in gracie gray she's my main coon cat i like i said i am sitting in the room so she just opened the door and bulged in here and daisy comes in with her hello ladies um i'm sitting on their couch so this is their room but the uh, back to the topic being 27 years old going through a divorce not married and not having kids they will probably look at me like there's something wrong with me and that's very sad to say because clearly there's nothing wrong with me it's just that this is my life and I'm gonna just kind of speak a little bit about the case about my divorce um and this is my experience so I don't want people coming at me like no that's not how it goes I get that certain things don't go as we want them to, but this is what my case is or my life is or my experience, everything. This is how it went for me, right? And I would love for people to share how things went for them and, you know, we can learn from each other. So about four or five years ago, 20, 19, well, 18, 19, 20, 21, 20. So 
it's been five years. I didn't meet this guy. I have on my dad's side, his sister, my aunt, she introduced us to her neighbor's friend. And when I'm saying neighbor, he's in, you know, his family is a neighbor from back home in Jordan. And she said that they live here in a certain state and they, you know, he wants to get to know me. She sent him photos of me and the whole nine yards. And I was actually in school taking a statistics exam. I believe it was statistics or political exam. I don't I forgot which one, but I was taking an exam and I told her, hey, I can't talk right now. I'm about to take an exam. And she's like, she she literally like that shit went over her head and she didn't give a fuck. She really didn't give a fuck. She was just worried about talking to me about this guy that she wanted me to know. But my parents knew at that time I was dating a guy who happened to be my ex and he he and I um, we're thinking about, you know, marriage and having kids. And, and he had asked for my parents, like for my hand in marriage, and they haven't really given him an answer at that time. So that was, you know, there. Um, whatever. My, that night I got home from school. Was it? Yeah, I had school and then I had work and then I got home and it was very late. And my aunt, still messaging me i'm like sis like there's a seven eight hour difference between us go to bed go to fucking bed and whatever she's like here's his number i gave him your number and he's gonna call you so he called me and we were talking and right off the bat like he was so nervous and i was like okay people who meet me know that i have a really strong personality and sometimes i am shy and sometimes i hold back but for you know, for myself, I do have a strong personality. I'm headstrong. And sometimes that can be intimidating. So whatever, me, him and I were speaking for a bit. And literally while him and I were speaking, I was doing homework. Like you could see my main focus was not to get to know him at all. But I just did it. And then he was like, oh, um, my family and I are driving from so-and-so place and we would like to come and sit down and talk to you guys and get to know you. And I was like, uh-huh, okay. Like I was still not paying attention to what really he was saying. So a week later, they come and I was working and people wanted me to take off of work, but I'm like, I'm not taking off of work. They could come when I am done with work because that's how it's going to be. I'm not taking off of work for some guy, for somebody. I don't care. This is my job, you know? And whatever, they came after I finished work and we sat down. His family's talking to my family. Him and I are just sitting and talking. And, you know, I went and presented the coffee. And I literally wore black. Like, I literally wore all black. And whatever, him and I were talking and, you know, you go to the dining room table or wherever and you guys have a little little time and talk and he's asking me things and I'm asking him things and I'm like, okay, like my mindset and your mindset are totally fucking off, but all right. The next day they come again and I had work and again, I am wearing all black because my job required us to wear all black. 
I worked at Victoria's Secret and you know you wear dressy and you're wearing all black or like a little bit of white but you couldn't wear colors at the time so in the Muslim religion and the culture you know the parents sit whatever they talk about mehid or dowry and all that stuff and we didn't really talk much about that we just read Fatiha so the Fatiha is a religious verse in the Quran and we all read that just to state that we are engaged not like officially engaged but it's like our our you know our halal dating and i was just quiet because in the back of my head i'm like my ex-boyfriend like i still have feelings for him and i know my parents didn't give him an you know an answer because they didn't find him a right fit for me but you know i was sure this is the guy i wanted but then I started seeing things that my parents were saying. So whatever. They read the Fatiha with this Arab guy. And I was so in shock, I guess. I was quiet. Again, I was wearing black. And he goes and talks to my dad. He's like, oh, I got her a ring. And my dad's like, okay. And he comes and he puts the ring on. And I'm like, what the fuck? So whatever, I let that pass. My mom was in shock. Like, why do you have a ring? Yes, I know you guys read the Fatha, but like, you, you don't even know her yet. You don't even know her style. You don't know if she's going to like it or not. And I remember that night my sister went into my mom's room crying her eyes out because she was like, oh my God, you, you're engaged. And, you know, now you're going to be starting a whole new life. Whatever. The next day, him and I and his family, we went out um, to the city um, to sightsee and took them out. Him and I were getting to know each other. And that same day, my mom was flying out to Palestine because at the time, my grandpa made his soul rest in peace. He was sick and she just needed to be there. So we dropped her off and then, you know, he went back home to his whatever state and I stayed with my parent, my dad and my siblings. And, um, time, like a month went on and I haven't really been speaking to him like that because I'm so busy in school. I'm so busy in work and my grandpa just passed and I'm shocked and my mom's still not home. And then he, he calls my mom and complains to my mom about me out of all times. Like he literally complained to my mom saying that, in other words, Shay flipped the fuck out on him like flipped out on me because he had told me he missed me and I'm like what the fuck do you miss you don't know me you know nothing about me what do you miss you know and I was just being honest and at that time I told my mom I don't want him like I was like I don't want him I don't want him I I don't see this guy at all as my partner my mom came back and my dad's sister the one that recommended him was in the state that I was living in and he came and she goes my aunt goes you know let's do get picked up I'm like huh I'm like no it's too early it's been like three four months I don't know anything about him and she was like oh like you know he's spending so much money flying out going to a hotel staying in a hotel staying in an airbnb is like you know head on like you know he's wasting so much money i'm like okay like i don't ask him to do that he wants to do that he wants to do that 
And I was like, no. And my mom said, no. But somehow, somehow, whatever this bitch did, she like persuaded my dad and he said yes. And, you know, it went from there. And while I was in the mosque signing, like, I know people are going to be like, oh, my God, why did you sign? Why did you sign? I know I shouldn't sign. But something came over me and I listened to my, you know, I listened to her. And then my dad was like, you're going to eventually fall in love with him. You know, you'll eventually know him and you'll fall in love with him. So I did the Ketbiktab. And guys, I shouldn't have. Like, I regret it. My dad regrets it. You know, I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. It's all our fault. But shit, like, that was a hell of a fucking year. He ended up staying living. He lived with me. And he was, like, nasty. Um, Yes, he did lay hands on me. And eventually, like, eventually I'll get into more details about a lot of things. But eventually I kicked him out and I asked for a divorce and he said, hell fucking no. And he went to um, one of my other aunts and complained and she tried to be peacemaker and matchmaker and tried to fix it all up. But it just made it fucking worse. So when I served him with divorce papers, motherfucker disappeared. So that's what I've been doing for four or five years is looking for him, hiring lawyers, hiring um you know, investigators. I did so much, like, oh, I spent so much money to get this done. And I'm hoping the divorce is finally through and through. In December, inshallah, guys, I want all your prayers. I want all your good luck. I want all positivity coming in December so I could be officially fucking done. So already, that's a big taboo, right? So, like, I was 20-something. So, if I'm 27 now, that was five. I was 22, 23. Yeah, I was 22 going on 23. And I was still not married. And that's already, like, it's a big taboo. And now I'm going through a divorce. Like, I think I'm the first one in my fucking family to go through a divorce. Literally. I'm the first person in my family to go through a divorce. And you know what? I don't give a flying fuck because I I was not gonna be with somebody that I'm not happy with and it showed it literally showed and you know five years later I am here dating the most incredible human being on earth and he is not Arab he is Hispanic and my parents met him and they loved him they love him so fucking much and they respect him so much. So, so far, I broke norms, you know? First, I tried to go the traditional way and accept this guy, but I broke the norm of getting a divorce. And, you know, a lot of females, a lot of contact creators on social media have gone through divorces and you wouldn't know it because it's such a taboo thing to talk about but I'm like why like this is life if it doesn't work out you get a divorce it's okay it's not the end of the world why does it have to be looked at so negative so what I have a question to my listeners like if you get a divorce that's it you're an old widow he's not dead you're not dead like 
you're an old single lady. You're not old. You're still in your 20s or 30s or 40s. You're still able to get married and have a life. You know, why, why does the Arab culture look at divorce as such a bad, 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 evil, nasty thing? Like, oh my God, what? Like, I promise you all the aunties will be sitting there like, oh my God, what's wrong with her? And like whispering like, oh my God, she got a divorce. And he, there's probably something wrong with her, not him. Why? Why? Why couldn't it just be like, oh, it just didn't work out. It is what it is. Let's mind our own fucking business. There's nothing wrong with that. And thing I mean, him and I didn't have kids. Imagine. And yes, people till now ask, oh, my God, you're 27 and you don't have kids. Your time is ticking. Like, no, my time is not ticking. I am happy in my relationship. I am happy with who I am. I have three degrees. I have a full-time job that I can depend on myself and not ask a man to give me money to go do my fucking nails or to pay my gas or to do something for myself. You know, I am happy. And for people that are saying, like, like I said earlier, oh, your time is ticking. No, motherfuckers, my time is not ticking. This is normal. This is okay. We are not in a generation where I'm supposed to have kids at the age of 18, 19, 20, or 21. I can have kids when I am ready. And that is okay for me, not for you. And that's fine. If you don't want to have kids at whatever age, that's on you. Don't throw that on other people. Not everyone has to be in the same category. That is okay. You don't have to marry an Arab. You don't have to marry someone from your own culture. It is not the end of the world. I know it might be hard to, like, for example, my parents speak Arabic and my partner's parents speak Spanish. And his parents are not fluent in English. And my dad is more fluent than my mom. And, he, you know, my mom is still able to communicate in English as well, but English is not their strong language, and that's okay. So the way we do it is we, we speak to our parents, and we translate to each other, and, you know, it's just our communication works with us, right? Everyone has it differently. And getting married, if, if we plan on getting married, it's going to be our way, not what someone tells us to do it, not how they want it. And people are going to have their two cents in, and, you know, I'll take it, but I'll listen to them, but I'm not going to incorporate in my marriage. I'm not going to incorporate in my wedding. I'm not going to incorporate it in my life, in my relationship. You could give me your two cents. It doesn't mean I'm going to have to use it, you know? Oh, hi, Daisy. She went out and came back in. And she's saying hi to you guys. Oh, she almost fell. But I don't want people to, to think that, oh, my God, divorce is such an ugly word. Like, I would never use divorce again. After, after this case is over, I don't think I would ever use that word ever again, especially in this relationship I'm in. That word is not to be used. because. Going into this relationship, 
we are 100% sure of who we want and this is what we want. You know, I'm not making the same mistake twice. And for all the Arab parents, please, please let this be a learning lesson. Not because you like the guy or the girl makes them a good fit for your child. And I think, I think I was, I'm set in, I'm set in who I am and I don't have to ever justify it to anybody else. But also like I broke norms for my family, like for my own siblings. It is okay to date outside of your culture. It is okay to get a divorce. It is okay not to get married. It is okay not to have kids at a certain age of what the Arab society wants you. It is okay to live on your own. It is okay not to be in that same path that they took. It is okay. And for anyone that tells you it's not, tell them fuck off. Literally fuck off and mind your business. Because this is my story. This is my journey, not yours. And for anybody that tells my parents Oh my God, your daughter's getting a divorce. Well, fuck you. At least my daughter is happy, unlike yours. Miserable. In her or his marriage. Because they just want to be accepted by the society that they are in. I am not here to please you. I am not on uh, on this earth to please you or to please anyone besides me, my parents, and God. That's who I'm pleasing. Nobody else. I will get more into topic. I'll get more into detail about this topic. I just wanted an overview of, you know, the social norms. This is one of the social norms that Arab society looks at. Like, you have to be married at a certain age. You have to have kids at a certain age. And... No, just just plain no. That no. You know, maybe like my boyfriend's brother, my brother-in-law, he says this is the tools that they have and this is the tools that they only know how to utilize. Yeah, sure, a hundred percent. But time is moving on, the world is evolving. So you should evolve too. Get a set of new tools and learn how to utilize them. If you want to change, you will do the work. If you don't and you want to stay in that same mindset, you're going to always use that excuse. And that's not okay. That is not okay. If you want to learn something, go ahead. Learn it. Just don't use the excuse, oh, this is how I grew up, or this is what I know. Congratulations, but now it's something new. We're in a new age, a new time, a new era. Like this is every everything's new. Everything is evolving. Within a second, everything's evolving. You're not gonna stick and stay into your old habits. I will tell you, my parents, anyone that says, "Oh, you're Muslim and you're Arab, you guys are closed-minded." No, we're not. No, we're not. Especially my parents. I am so proud. I am so so proud of my parents of how far they have come, especially within their mind with them evolving coming from an arab country coming into a westernized world this is all brand brand new to them seeing their kids and still 
making sure that we are tied to our culture and our religion, but for them to also learn these new tools. You know, that's a big step. That is a big step. And for anyone that says, oh, no, that's haram. No, it's not haram. I'm doing it in the eyes of everybody. There's witnesses. Mind your business. Be your own haram. Don't, don't come policing me. Don't be the haram police. You don't know what my intentions are. You don't know what my, what's in my heart. You don't know how pure it is, how pure my heart and my soul is. Don't come at me like that. Look at yourself in the mirror and see your own flaws. Because I could talk nasty about each and one of my family members that I know secrets about, but I don't do that. You know why? Because I don't care to. A lot of people would be divorced if I told them the shit that I know. But what good would that come out of? Like, nothing comes out of it. Like, there's no good out of that. Yeah, you guys could talk shit about me. And, you, and like, I feel like I, I vent to my listeners. Like, my extended family, they could talk shit about me. They could say all these nasty things about me. They could go, you know, go against me and side with my ex-husband. And, you know, I don't care. Do all of that. But it just shows how nasty and vile you guys are and how pure you are. You guys are not pure. For any family member, especially Arab families, like the girls, like I know a lot of girls, they look at their cousins and their aunts like, oh my God, they're the snakes of our families. Yeah, they are. They probably are the snakes of your family. And they're the ones that are spreading rumors about you because they are so jealous and so envy of your life. For any female, Arab female, that does something that is out of the norm in society, they will talk about you. They will make up stories and they would fabricate so much shit about you because you are not going the way DK you're supposed to go, right? I don't care. Make it, make, a, make all those stories up. Talk about me, spread these rumors. That's fine. I know I have haters. Oh, I know you guys are going to talk about me. Talk about me as much as you want. I'll take your good deeds, sweetheart. I'll take them all. And I said this before, and I, and I did it. I cut off my extended family. You know why? Because I don't need negativity in my life. And for anybody that asks me, do you have aunts? No, I only have one aunt. That's from my mom's side. Do you have any uncles? My one uncle passed away, and he actually did pass away. But everybody else, they're all dead to me. It's that simple. Because I'm not, I'm not walking the same path that you walked. Doesn't make me wrong. It doesn't make me dysfunctional. It doesn't make me evil. It just makes me different. And that's okay. Like, that is so okay. Like, why do we look at it like it's the worst thing that's out there? I remember... Um, was it my first or second year of college? Um, I don't recall when it was, but we were at my dad's sister's house and she said something about marriage. That was before I got married. And she's like, um, I'm gonna say this in Arabic and then translate it to you in English, but I hope I'm saying it right. She said, Shahade al No, what did she say? She said, 
in other words, she's like she rather has she rather have a husband in the home rather than having a degree up on the wall. And I'm like, you fucking illiterate bitch. Really? <laughs> like really? Instead of like pushing your daughters to to continue their education and their life, you cared about just you know, having them get married and having kids. Whatever. But it just shows that not everyone's able to change their mindset. And that's okay. But don't push that on others. Just please don't push that on others, especially in this new generation, especially in Arab girls. Like, please, you could you could switch it up. When you guys have kids, you don't have to have them go through what you went through. You know, and I, could, I, I see a lot of people, a lot of Arabs getting married, throwing out, throwing these big weddings, henna, engagement parties, weddings that are 100 to $200,000. For what? For six months down the line for you to get divorced? Really? Because you guys couldn't see eye to eye? Because he couldn't live up to your lifestyle? Because he wanted to cage you in like a bird and he didn't want you to spread your wings that's what my ex-husband wanted he wanted to put me in a in a cage and not have my wings be spread out literally no you 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 nip it in the butt from the beginning you you know you ask all those hard questions you give these scenarios and what ifs to see what he or she would do in those scenarios, I, it's, it's just mind-boggling, but I don't want to prolong this longer than this, and I will speak on this topic a little bit more into detail when my divorce is officially done, and I will announce it to you guys because I will be throwing a divorce party, <laughs> inshallah, one day, but on this note, I will see you guys. I said see you guys, but I will be talking to you guys next week, inshallah. And just my ladies, stay beautiful, stay humble, be confident, love yourself before you love anyone and take care of yourself before you could take care of anybody else. See you guys later. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Also, please don't hesitate to tell me which topics you would like to cover in future episodes. To get in touch, drop a line in the comment section or send me a message on social media. See you next Saturday for some Catterday Vibes. Bye!